Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Where will each chapter take you? June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. After a stressful take on the valley, there's nothing more relaxing than playing a round of June's Journey. I take in all the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. So can you crack the case? June needs your help, detective. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. What's shaking, doll faces? Welcome back to another episode of our new little bonus series, VPR from the Start. Today, Luke and I will be recapping season one, episodes two and three. Oh boy! Oh man! It's episodes two and three are both just Jackson Stassi drama. Oh man! Well, this is a breakup. Is the title of season or episode two? And yeah, you ready to get after it? Yeah, I mean, so, well, you just said it. Like, it's a very Jackson Stassi like heavy season, to be honest. And I think especially these two episodes really are the dysfunctional days of Stassi and Jacks. And we see a lot of little young bossy Stassi, but having to take care of her much older boyfriend. So it's just such a weird thing to go back down this road for me. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. I'm getting into it, though. Yeah. Yeah. They, they definitely keep me coming back. So we just see. Yeah. Basically, I mean, the season just starts with, you know, all of the all of the drama that is Jackson Stoss. And like you can see them. It's like they want to work things out, but it's just not working. And they're really in love, but it's just not working. And it's just a lot of fucking chaos. And Stassi trying to call Jax out on his bullshit. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. Slept in my truck. Oh, well, too bad. And you know, this is not going to end well. So then, oh my God, this is a scene that I really loved. We have like little young Tommy Tom Schwartz. Little young. He looks like a little like tiny Tim with like fancy clothes and hair gel. Like he's so skinny and he's like, please, sir. Please, sir, can I be a part of your photo shoot, Jax? Oh, yeah, you're talking about the modeling the shoot? The modeling yeah, shoot. Okay. I forget who brought this up, if it was Jax or Schwartz in this, but they bring up a very fond memory of mine about when Schwartz first moved to Los Angeles. And um, I've maybe told this story in the past, but on, on other podcasts or whatever. But essentially, I remember very well when I was dating Tom Sandoval and he just had roommates in and out, uh, not paying their rent and it was just really tough, which obviously we'll see later on in the episode, one of his other roommates, um, Casey, the girl. But I remember with Schwartz, it was it did come down to either there was a chick named Candy. She was like a 40 year old stripper who lived in Los Angeles or we had this Tom S, 26 years old, who lived in Florida. And we basically had to trust that this Tom S from Florida, who was like an exercise physiology major and wanted to be an actor and like give up his whole life in Florida, pack his car up and move here. And Sandoval kept telling me at the time, like, but you know what? I get she's a stripper and I know that's like really weird, but I know she can pay her bills at least. You know, I know she's going to pay rent. And I'm like, over my dead fucking body, will you be living with a stripper? You are out of your damn mind. Tom S, 26 from Florida. Look, you guys both have the same initials. You're both Tom S, Tom S, 26 years old. You guys would be best friends. 
So I think that that was uh, my doing. You didn't even realize <laughs> that you created like the inception of Tom Tom and Schwartz and Sandy's. Totally did. It could have been Candy the Stripper. Thank God it's not. <laughs> Sandy and Candies? Sandy and Candies. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, I might be doing better. Oh, it's so funny. Anyways, um, so then this is like a very pride heavy um, episode as well, which was really fun to look back on because Luke, I took you to pride uh, one of the pride weekends this year, but you did not get to see the pride parade. I did not, but there was plenty of pride. (laughs) Yeah. in WeHo. Yeah. Absolutely. That's for sure. But uh, yeah. So back in the day, oh my God, we used to like make these floats and I didn't realize, not to be mean, but like, what a shitty float that was that we made it year looked, one. Oh, man, it looked cheap. Uh, it looked like honest. a five-year-old was handed like Elmer's glue and some pink felt from Michael's. And you're like, just come on, honey, just try to smack it on. It's like falling apart at the seams. I feel like we maybe had a more impressive float with the Boy Scouts when I was in fifth, fourth grade. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, that that looked like everyone had fun or whatever, but the float looked like, oh, man, no one, they didn't have anybody here that knew how to put this thing together. No, I guess our arts and crafts weren't um, our forte at that time. (laughs) And then just watching us like pounding like that like nasty yellowy brown colored cheap tequila. Like it wasn't some good Añejo. It was like this maybe not even it was probably like Sousa gold tequila and we were all just pounding it out of a bottle until Lisa was like get rid of it put it away yeah we were foul and we were cheap I was gonna say broke I I thought that was the scene that she shows up and starts pouring out the alcohol it's like you guys are not drinking for this yeah we were like okay watch me watch me watch (laughs) good luck with that one um and then we have the ever so infamous Sheena and Jack's tanning lotion scene what are your thoughts my thoughts are (laughs) I mean, Jack's stoking, like just stoking the fire, you know, waving some, uh, making sure plenty of oxygen's getting to the flames. Well, he shows up in like a, like a ripped hoodie and Lisa's like, you're not wearing, and he's like, I look fine. I look fine. Like that's a very Jack's thing to do. You know, he's like, whatever, I'm wearing a t-shirt. Like I'm from Michigan. I love Florida. Like I don't dress up for anything. Screw that. And he goes from like a ripped hoodie with like a, a hat and like a shirt on to like shirtless and just flexing it for for all the peeps to see and then you have Sheena just ever so not casually slathering him with lotion right in front of myself Katie and Stassi I yeah I mean you say not casually but I don't feel like I think she did a pretty poor job to be honest (laughs) the way way it looked it's like she got his shoulders and the top of his back and like didn't even there's some other areas you're judging like making like where Jack's is sunburns might lie not that. i mean it was, I'm saying, like, it was clearly to raise a ruckus sure but she could have you know done something else that would have been like jaw dropping if her hands had gone like around his waistband or something but she wasn't but she had a boyfriend yeah. yeah but i'm saying yeah those limits weren't pushed i, I mean it completely was completely very... understand that this was very much stoking the fire he was like staring at stassi while yeah. she was putting it on yes and so uh, yeah so it was very purposeful but obviously like how do i feel now versus how i felt then i mean it was completely blown out of proportion. But, you know, us getting that upset and being like, what is she doing? No, no, I need to go insert myself in this. And like, that's not right. And it was like, Kristen, don't feed the fire. And I looked right at you, Luke. And I was like, oh, man, you say that to me sometimes. I do. Don't that's feed the fire. True. You've don't, already said it like eight times this episode. <laughs> don't send the texts. Don't feed the fire. Don't send the text, Kristen. Stop your twitchy thumbs. Oh my gosh. And then, but then when we get back to Sir and you see us like, you know, people are like actually working during Pride, it reminded me how difficult 
it actually got to be working at Sir Truly and filming. Because you see Jack's behind the bar, actually bartending, and being really, really busy with Stephen, the bar manager. And then Stasi walks over and Jack's like, okay, let's go outside and talk. And I'm thinking like, Stephen's going to tend that bar by himself within like however many, you know, patrons and guests are at Sir during Pride are you kidding me? That was pretty wild. I'm like, no, it was absolutely impossible. People would say, you know, over years, like, I mean, do you guys really work there? Do you guys really work there? Yes, we did work there. I mean, for a long time, most of us, but it did become next to impossible to film and work at the exact same time. How many seasons do you, would you say you were still working there? The first three? Um, I got fired in like 2013, but I worked there for seven years. So 20- I worked there many years before filming right so 2013 was season two yeah i think i got fired season two or three i don't remember we'll get there don't you worry okay i'm sure we will are you tired of feeling drained and dehydrated after intense workouts or long days look no further than element the revolutionary electrolyte drink designed to replenish and energize your body like never before element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't that means lots of salt with no sugar it contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio 1000 milligrams of sodium 200 milligrams of potassium and 60 milligrams of magnesium with none of the junk no sugar no coloring no artificial ingredients no gluten no fillers no bs element can help prevent and eliminate headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, sleeplessness, and other common symptoms of electrolyte deficiency. And trust me, you guys, I feel so much better since I've been using Element regularly. Why else do I like Element? Listen, I'm not a sports drink kind of girl, but I am an Element girl. Element is free from sugar, artificial sweeteners, and unnecessary additives. Element is just a clean, high-quality product that comes in so many flavors. Element is used by everyone from podcast hosts to NBA, NFL, and NHL players, Olympic athletes to everyday moms and dads, and exercise enthusiasts. And me. Right now, Element is offering a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash This deal is only available through my link. So you must go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Guys, I want to share something personal. I mean, that's what this podcast is about, right? So I remember last year when I was coming off of a really bad breakup and finally deciding to date again. To be honest, I started feeling like I was falling in love with Luke and I was terrified to date or I didn't I just didn't know if it was the right decision for me. I'm terrible at making choices sometimes. And sometimes in life, we are faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. That is why I rely on therapy. My therapist helped me see things so clearly and just really helped me along my path of letting go of the past and trusting myself in making decisions for my future. So whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement 
and joy. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice, the easier it gets. My therapist always talks about the tools in my tool belt. I have talked about this on the podcast before. That is what's so great about therapy. Don't look at it like something's wrong with me. I need some help. It's just giving you these tools for your everyday life and they're always accessible to you. That's why we say practice makes perfect. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Again, guys, I am a therapy freak. I think everyone should be in therapy. So with BetterHelp, all you do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. You're going to find the one that works for you. Trust me. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash So anywho, then, uh, oh my gosh, Peter's birthday at Mixology. The Sheena and Stassi confrontation. Yes. I just, all I was hearing were like our annoying high-pitched voices. Uh, kind of same. I actually wrote down here. <laughs> Uh, we were just being such assholes. Sheena, I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> so what I wrote down is, is why I'm glad I'm not dating girls in their early 20s. <laughs> That's true. I wasn't in my early 20s, though. I was in my late 20s. Yeah, you acted like it, though. I totally did. You know, times have changed. It was, what, 10 years ago, 12 years ago? Yeah. Something like, like that. So it's, you know, maybe a little different. Uh, no offense to anyone in their early 20s. This scene... In this episode had one of my, like the scene at Mixology, had one of my favorite scenes I think ever of season one of all time. And it's a scene that I will never forget. And I told you, Luke, I was like, just watch, just watch. Wait till Jax walks in. Because Jax walks in and immediately does seven shots in a row. Like seven freaking shots. I don't know if I've ever done seven shots. I, I, the crazy stuff I did was when I was in college, which ended when I was 22, which would be... But have you ever like done seven shots like just right in a row? Like just boom, 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 boom. I don't think so. I've done, oh. definitely done a, a handful, but I don't think seven. That's a, that's a lot. I I, I'm saying the only time I've out. ever even seen that was when I was like 21 in college, which is what, 12 years younger than what Jax is at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So actually it was probably about the same time because I'm 12 years younger than Jax. Yeah. Truth. Yeah. And, and something that I heard, because um, this is kind of like our introduction to stupid fucking Frank, who any of you Life or Vanderpump watchers know how much we hate Frank, and Luke will eventually find out all about why we hate Frank. But when we were watching this episode, and Jack says something like, oh, like, I think he like thanks Frank or something. He's like, oh, thanks for like picking up Stassi and like bringing her to the party. And it was like, oh my God, Frank drove her to mixology to Peter's birthday party. I sound I think he was being a little passive aggressive. No, but he was friends with Frank at this point. Remember? They were like talking at the bar together. But I thought the way he said it and the way his like body language was oh, maybe. was like, yeah, thanks for picking up my girlfriend. And mm, like interesting. Okay, okay. Because I, I feel he like brushed, he didn't really know that they were into each other. Sure, but yet. knowing Jack, something annoys him, he's going to give a little passive-aggressive comment like that. Like, regardless if he actually likes you, if there's something you did that annoyed him, he's going to be a little passive-aggressive. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, and then we have the in inevitable, 
you know, Jackson Stassi break up and <laughs> bless Jackson's little drunk heart. They're, they're walking away and she's like, I want you to grow up. That's what I want. Like, just grow up, like do, be a man, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, you want me to grow up? I'm, I want to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's like, just get, and then he's like, fine. And so she walks away and then he's like, wait, where are you going? <laughs> where are you going? Get in the truck. Let's go home. She's like, I'm not going home with you. <laughs> A very fair point. I mean, watching him rip seven shots and probably have another drink. How many? I don't. I wouldn't be getting in the car with him. Well, how many days do you think he left his truck at the Grove? And do you think he found it very easily? You know, <laughs> I wonder if he remembers. Yeah, I have no idea. But if I were that today, hammered and I drove there and left my car there, I would be like, "What? What fucking parking lot did I leave it in?" Dude, where's my car? Dude, where's my car? Oh my god! I haven't played that game in a long time. Ooh la la. Okay, so now episode three. Hey, before before we oh, go to episode three, sorry, yeah, I have to say something that uh, I can't, there's no way I'm the only one that this scene annoyed me because I remember nothing oh, that was it? said. So Sheena and Erica, Erica's Sheena's mom, they're getting tattoos, mm-hmm. right? Matching tattoos. And I remember hearing a little thing about the hummingbird, but the buzzing just <laughs> overtook. Everything. The buzzing of the needle. The buzzing of the needle. I was just like, how would they have a mic next to it? Yeah, like, we how, couldn't hear anything. I couldn't hear anything. It just, I, I'm just guessing it annoyed someone else. So I want to No, that's that a really good point because that I think that shows like something like that, that type of scene would never happen now where the buzzing would be so loud that you couldn't hear it. Like I remember one season we went bowling and they didn't end up using anything because the bowling was so loud. And they were like, we couldn't use any of the audio, so they just didn't air the scene at all. I'm pretty sure they did not air the scene at all, but I was really upset because I loved it. But yeah, like they filmed many tattoo scenes before, but like that one, you're just going, huh? Trying to read their lips, like, what do they say? Right. Turn your subtitles on if you care what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so season one, episode three. Episode three is You Don't Know Jax. You Don't Know Jax. And this is a super random fact if you guys are watching along with us. But when um, the scene opens up, you have Haley, our little cutesy little hostess friend. She's like four foot nothing that used to work there. She's adorable. And random fact is, so later on in the season, um, Stassi and Haley become roommates. And then years and years later, Lala ended up moving in. Stassi moved out and Lala moved into Stassi's bedroom, which is just like Lala is a part of the group. Like that's as incestuous as you can get. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you guys just trade roommates and cycle boyfriends and all the good stuff? Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... The one thing I noted, like it opens right up, Stassi getting upset that you and Katie are seemingly taking Jax aside is what she says. But really, you guys are just trying to defend the relationship is what I felt like. You guys were saying you guys are always on and off. You don't have to call it quits for everything right now. Like, you know how this goes. You guys love each other. You break up. You get back together. You get mad. Then, you you know, everything's yeah. good. But she's like... Talk. She's like, you but, need to support me yeah, in my decisions. Exactly. And she starts, yeah, talking shit about Which she's guys. not wrong. You know what I mean? Looking back, it's kind of like I see our side because we're trying to just go, like, take a breath. But then I, I'm thinking, like, now if I were in that situation i don't know what i would want i would just want support either way i appreciate my friends that aren't my cheerleaders that are the voice of reason when i might be being a little unreasonable like greg for instance the wedding where we met when i get upset or get flustered with something he is going to try to debunk these things and he's not not in like in a mean or aggressive way i don't feel like he's not on my side but 
The last thing I need is a cheerleader if I'm being a bit unreasonable. I don't need someone to you know cheer me on and be like, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, do that. Yeah, and you know what it was, though? I think thinking back that far for Katie and I, it wasn't that we thought Jax was like a stand-up boyfriend or that they should have been together. It was that Katie and I did not trust Frank and we didn't want to break up the family. We're like, okay. but it's the six of us forever and ever. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years later, 12 years later. Nope, none of us. Weird. Nope. Um, and then we have this, oh God, the modeling shoot. The modeling shoot from hell. Oh man. This made me laugh so hard. Again, like how I felt then versus how I feel now. So you guys remember all of this. So here's the backstory which I kind of say it in the episode. but So when I first met Tom Sandoval, he had these two twins, two obviously, because they're, tw- they're twins, these two girls living with him. They were in high school, high school, when he banged one of them, okay? I remember that very clearly. So that's why it was like, ew, ew. I remember when I met him for the first time and they were living there. Oh, no. That's just how I was back then. I'm like, it's my couch and my bed. And it's like, ugh, ugh, ugh. Like, he had other girlfriends live there before. So, I don't know. Back then, I was super dramatic about it. I was freaking the fuck out. And now I just think it's, like, hilarious. Like, how dumb and small it was. Okay, it was. But my take from it, this is where I started to really not like Stassi. Yeah. Well, I already started, I guess, on episode one when she's talking about being a princess and being better than right. everyone. You're talking about you did not like Stassi then what we're watching in this episode, just to be clear. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and then in this episode, when she comes straight off being like, Kristen and Katie don't have my back, blah, 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 blah. And then it goes straight into her just pushing. She's the one that shouts out, did you have sex with <laughs> yeah. hey, Tom hey, Sandoval? Casey, did you have sex with Tom Sandoval or was that your sister? <laughs> Right. And she's like, and just, she, she it was a long time ago. Wasn't going to let it go. So that's one of the times, though, that makes me question, and probably some other people, did production provoke that? No, that was fully saucy. That was 100% her. Yeah. She didn't need any Yeah, she was like, provocation. let's just get the truth out there. Are we just going to be uncomfortable about it this whole time? Let's just, just fucking call a spade a spade. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was worth it. I don't know. Um, and then when, then obviously we get back to Sir. Now I have to go to work, Sir. And I'm just like fuming. This is when like Kristen the bitch starts coming out against Tom Sandoval. I'm like, Tom, don't talk. It, it was weird for me. It was bad. And, and the boys are just sitting there going, oh God, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. well, so I actually want to go back just one second yeah. to that whole thing because you weren't even thinking about it until she brought it up. She was like, didn't, oh, wasn't about that the one girl? of his roommates? Yeah. And then like, she like starts your gears turning. You see you like look up and start thinking about it. It wasn't even bothering you until she made it an issue. Mm-hmm. She's the one that created the issue and then made it bigger and, you know, created this bigger drama right after bitching about you guys not being on her side. Mm. Interessante. It wasn't on your I mind like if you watched the scene. Yeah, I know it really it, wasn't because I forgot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like, well, you can't forget about this. We got to get a reaction out of you. And a reaction was given and per year. Yeah, so what you just said. About being at Sir with the boys? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were like, Dodie's a ticking time bomb. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, Peter's face. I loved Peter's face. When you walk in, you see it in his eyes. He's like, oh, oh, here we go. And Peter knows that look better than anybody. <laughs> He's had to deal with me for so many years. Um, and this made me think of this dream that I had. What day was that? Like two days ago? 
yesterday morning. Yes, yeah. So you guys, I I have this tendency as of late for some reason where I'm like waking up at like I don't know like four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, can't get back to sleep. Finally, do then I have these crazy dreams until I actually get out of bed. Right? I had a nightmare that I was waiting tables at Sir. Like to in today's world, like my age right now, and I had all these tables, and Peter was like the only one there, and I was having a full fledged meltdown, and like couldn't just perform. And then my like, my family was there, dressed in like roller skates, and it was like very very weird. But the major thing was it was like I was trapped because there was a locker with a combination, and I couldn't remember the combination to my locker, so I couldn't get my phone or my car keys, and I was just trapped inside, sir, for some reason. <laughs> And I woke up drenched in sweat and I was like, Luke, I just had the worst nightmare. I was waiting tables at CERN. I couldn't leave. The worst nightmare. <laughs> That's what this fucking recap is going to do to me. Oh, man. <laughs> Someone give me a Xanax. Schwartz. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, and then oh, we have one of the more infamous also. Oh, God, this whole season's just one good thing after another. But I remember that night really vividly when Jax went to supper club, like dressed to the nines, super fucking sober, just knowing that Frank was going to be like a drunken mess. And Jax was like swooping in on his like stallion to go like save the princess, you know, from the castle is how I felt about it. And that's, that's again, like to repeat what I said earlier when Katie and I were just like, we just don't trust Frank. We just don't trust him. And we really like our family to stay together. Well, the scene, what the scene actually before you came in and Peter saw on your on your face that you know trouble was coming. Yeah, Jax was drinking and like venting to Frank. He was sitting at the bar. Oh yeah, saying these things about Stasi and you know what should I do? Should I just be the you know on the prowl? Should I go do my thing? She says we're really done, but are we? And he does this whole thing, and Frank's just like, yeah, there, blah 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 blah. And the really in time. the back of his mind, he's like, I'm. She's mine next. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then you get to the Gross. conversation with you, and you guys spill to Jax that Frank and Stasi went to this club. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and so the my this is actually my favorite scene out of the two episodes. So it's okay. just, and maybe it's because I love you, but <laughs> when Jax says he's going to the club and he's not drinking anything tonight. Mm-hmm. It cuts to Kristen, and her, the smile creeps up on her face. She's like, <laughs> yes, chaos. I'm like, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> Go steal her away and take her home away from this crazy person. <laughs> um, and then we get to probably the craziest scene, I think, of the entire season. Maybe, maybe Vegas tops it a little bit, but it was... And so this scene is something, you guys, I don't think I've ever talked about publicly. So we're talking about the scene when it's... Stassi, Frank, Jen, and Jeremy all sitting in Stassi and Jax's apartment, and then Katie and I show up. So what was really crazy, and so Stassi, as we see later, like she missed her lunch shift. She also had a dinner shift that night. So what I remember about this day going back is Stassi had called or text like Katie and I in the morning and said like she she was really upset, something about Jax, blah, 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 and she was just like already drinking champagne and she was just like sick to her stomach and she was no way she was going into work. I was like, bitch, you're going to get fired. Like I'm driving over right now. I will pick you up. At least go show face there and like show them how distraught you are. So you don't get in trouble and they don't think you're just like making up an excuse. And so I 
did drive over there and I was I think I picked up Katie on the way or I went and grabbed Katie but I immediately called our talent producer which was not something that I even really knew to do back then so like that's kind of our point person when you're like oh I have a scheduling conflict or oh this thing's going on in my life right now and then they can decide you know if they want to film it so I called our talent producer and I was like I don't know what the hell is going on but I'm I'm at Stassi's I'm trying to pick her up to take her to work and they were like cameras get the fuck over there because I do not recall us having like a call time or filming any of that like on the schedule and they were like flies on a wall it was season one they didn't know what they were going to get so they just immediately cameras up ran over to Stasi's house and you know what ensues is that Frank as we saw at supper club Frank had told Jen Jack's got a girl pregnant in Vegas two months ago so obviously Frank Jen and at the time, Jen's dating Jeremy are going to tell Stassi these things, right? And Katie and I were like, Ugh, I don't know. This feels super convenient, Frank, that you've known this for two months. And now you're just saying something because now they've broken up. So in that moment, I remember feeling like Katie and I were her absolute best friends, ride or dies. And like, now you're just listening to these other sort of friends. I mean, she and Jen were good friends, but you know what I mean? It was just very like, hmm. Something doesn't feel right here. That's how I felt that day. And so we drank all of his crystal. Yeah. That yeah, was stolen. I did anyway. drink all of his crystal. Uh, it's not like he yeah. paid for it. Okay, whatever. Stole it from like catering jobs. Is like what we it all is. Too. Well, got to admit, we did drink some of uh, Sandoval's liquor over at Ariana's after the Scandoval hit. We drank, yeah, we drank good wine. There was way too much, though, for us to go through yeah, it all. <laughs> we absolutely did. Hell yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, just a bottle of good wine. But anyway, my thoughts just. It has never been more obvious that like Frank getting so worked up and so emotional, like how bad he wants to get into Stassi's pants right now. Mm-hmm. It just like totally reads that like way. Whether he was telling the truth or not, or a partial truth, we'll, we'll, you'll find out. Right. Or just full of shit completely. But Which, and he looks like he's, yeah, 30-year-old frat boy. Mm-hmm. And he's so messy. Ugh. And so then Jackson, you know, Jackson Sandoval come to the aftermath of it, which was just disgusting. And it's like empty champagne bottles with cigarette butts, all of Jackson's shit thrown everywhere. And Jackson himself like, homie, why are you wearing a sweater inside out with your hang tags? And then the, for whatever reason, the entire sleeve was ripped. I've never noticed that. I don't think before. (laughs) Wait, that wasn't in style back then? No, it was not that I know of. (laughs) I don't know, um, LA is a different place. So. <laughs> it's a different beast. And that's kind of where we end until, yeah, until next episode when we go to Vegas. So do you have any thoughts to like any other feelings? Like anything you're like thinking is going to happen or, well, you kind of saw from the preview, Jax rips off the chunky knit sweater. Yeah, I guess Jax is going to try to fight someone in a parking lot. Uh, I do want to see that scene. Yeah. Maybe reenact it at some point. What do you think? Should we? Hysterical. Should I get a sweater? We got booted out of that fucking restaurant. Let's take a moment to check in with ourselves, you guys. How would you rate your relationship with yourself lately? I mean, whether you're feeling confident and want to explore your innermost desires further, or maybe you could use a little boost in self-love. Dipsy's sexy audio stories are here to help. 
Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. That's my jam. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. So let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or heat things up with your partner. For listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash Kristen. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash Kristen. One more time, it's dipsystories.com slash Kristen. With so many new projects in the works, and when I was filming The Goat, I had been traveling nonstop lately. And while I love being on the go, jet lag and time changes totally mess with my sleep cycle. A few months ago, I started using Butler Hemp Company's Sleep Blend CBD oil, which has helped me get some of the best sleep in years. Instead of using habit-forming ingredients that make me feel groggy and out of it in the morning... It's made with hemp-derived cannabinoids that help me fall asleep super quick, but more importantly, sleep through the night. And I turned you on to Butler and their products because I've worked with them for years. I've been to their GMP-certified lab in Kansas, and I know it's safe. You don't have to question the quality of Butler's products like you might the stuff you find at gas stations. I mean, seriously, if you have any sleep issues, trust us because we know that we all do. Hello, life is stressful. This is a must-have. And if you use my personal code, DOTY15, you can get your bottle now for 15% off and start getting that life-changing, ready-to-wake-up-and-kick-ass sleep that you deserve. So go to butlerhemp.co to grab yours now. That's B-U-T-L-E-R-H-E-M-P dot C-O to get yours now and use code DOTY15. Okay, guys. Well, I want to end this. Luke and I want to end this. Um, We have been getting a lot of emails with questions. So I I don't want to kind of burn them all at one time. So I'm just going to answer a few. Um, One of the emails we got was asking about the last shot in the Vanderpump Rules like intro. Essentially, they show, you know, our slow-mo intro and then there's always a cast photo that kind of just sits still and that Lisa maybe moves. And somebody wanted to know that over the seasons, you see the cast grow and get smaller and grow and grow and grow, right? Because the cast changes. But at some point, I remembered there were like 20 fucking people in this photo, like hiding in the shadows. And this person wanted to know essentially like if there was a hierarchy of like which row people sit in. So I feel like... Yes and no. I feel like in the beginning, we were such a small cast. It was just kind of like, let the couples sit and stand by each other. But eventually, we were like letting everyone and their brother and their cousin's friend who was a busser somewhere like in this photo. It was very odd. So I think when it got to be that big, I don't truly know why they added all of those people. That wasn't up to us. We showed up for you know this shoot day. And then we would see who was there. Maybe they were trying to build the cast or they had people in mind they thought would do well and then didn't even really end up a part of the show. But I think in the later seasons, you kind of see like Tom and Katie and Tom and Ariana in the front for the most part. And then like me, Jax, Stoss, Sheena, and then like the extras essentially. So I think yes, that's what I mean by yes and no. 
the hierarchy, if you will. But they always just had random people in for so many seasons. I never understood that myself. So that's that. And then I got another email asking us about the confessionals that we do. So we got this email um, and they're just saying, can you explain the confessionals? Like when are they filmed? Are they mid and post season? If it is postseason, do you get to watch any of the scenes to recall details, especially if alcohol is involved? I would think it would be hard to remember. How long is a cast member in confessional seat filming? Is it like an hour or five? You know, blah, blah, blah. So I will say the one thing is we absolutely do not get to watch anything. So that can be a difficult part if it is postseason. But think about your own life. You know, we're filming for just a a couple or a few months. And if someone was like, oh, yeah, you went to that party, blah, 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 this happened. Like, you obviously remember that, right? If I don't remember it, then they can't ask me about it because they're certainly not going to tell me that I said or did something if I truly am like blacked out or if any of us are. But yeah, I remember in season one, we definitely shot the confessionals more during the season. And I think as seasons got longer, we had to shoot some of these confessional moments postseason because they're doing the editing. They're, you know, they're creating these episodes. It takes a lot of editing, especially when it got to like 20, what, 24, 25 episodes. And so then we would get called in to do these um, confessionals. And sometimes it is an hour and sometimes it's like four hours. So you're pretty on the nose with all of that. But no, they do not show us any footage. And it's just, you know, from memory recall. Um, I hope that answered your question. And if not, you know, hit me up again. And then the last question um, that we got was, are we told by producers to have specific conversations and or do they tell us to try to reconcile with people? So that is also kind of a yes and no question. They absolutely do not try to make us reconcile with anybody. They don't make you tell you to hate someone, to like someone, to be friends, to not be friends. That is that is up to you. You know, it's free will, free choice. So the part about are we told by producers to have specific conversations? Yes and no. And by that, I just mean the producers are always asking us and watching what is going on in real life. And the thing about reality TV is you can't really run from it if you want to be a good entertainer, you want to be good at your job. And that's what you know we're there to do is just to really truly live our lives and live our truth. And if you aren't being honest about your truth and you're refusing to have the conversations about what's going on in your life anyway, like what the hell is the point, right? So it's not that they're telling us you have to talk about this, but it's like, you've already said this out loud to someone. Now this person wants to ask you about it. So that's what we're going to shoot. Am I making sense? Yeah, it makes sense to me. It's like, basically, they say, this is the person you don't want to have this conversation with. But it is about something you've already said. So now you need to have this conversation with the person you don't want to have it with. Yeah, it's not like you have to have this conversation. Like, you must do this. It's just like, we've already... Let's say I talked shit about Sheena to Brittany, okay? And now Sheena and Brittany and I are all in Brittany's house. And, like, Jax is there. And Jax knows that I talked shit about Sheena to Brittany. Jax is probably going to say, right in front of Sheena, well... Uh, Kristen, you were literally just talking shit about Sheena to Brittany the other day. So now I'm in this position where, you have to talk where yeah, because yeah. what am I going to do? Run away from the scene? It's going to get talked about eventually. Right. So they're just following our story. But yes, you may not want to have those conversations all the time, but it's it's still following the truth of what's happening. Makes sense. I hope I didn't complicate that, but I may have. It's hard to explain when people don't know. Anywho, I hope I did a good job explaining this, you guys. We have a ton more emails. Please keep sending them through, um, and we will definitely get to answer them. Well, mostly me, because 
Luke is watching as a viewer. Send me questions too. Give me something to do. Yeah. Send Luke questions like his opinions on things or if you're rewatching with us, like how he feels about certain scenes. Because yeah, next week we're gonna we're gonna lump two episodes together again. We're gonna go full on Vegas. Yeah, full on Vegas. And we're gonna try to have uh some OG cast on here at some point soon to give their Oh yeah, Peter Peter's super ready and I uh, mentioned it to Jax the other day. So, oh yeah, I can't wait. So, feel free to send all of your questions at sexlovepodcast at gmail.com and please rate us five stars and tune in next Wednesday to Sex Love and What Else Matters and next Thursday for VPR from the start. Yeah, thanks for listening. All right, love guys. Bye. Make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow me on all platforms at Kristen Doty and follow Luke on Instagram at Luke double underscore Broderick. Be sure to click the subscribe button so you can stay up to date with new episodes every single Wednesday. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.